Hey, and welcome to the first actual real episode of Fake League Baseball. We're just going to cut to the chase here. It's the one week into the season. Not much has really happened. We'll kind of go over all of that later. Um, let's take a look first at the American League East. Somehow, the St. Louis 1939 Browns are in first place over everybody else. They went 4-1 and one this week. The Boston Red Sox are 1-4. and four, And I am not just saying that as a cheap ploy to try to get John Krasinski to mention the show and the fact that it exists. I'm also saying it because I don't like the Yankees and they're the one team lower than them. Filling in the middle, you got the Devil Rays and the Blue Jays. Both of them won three games. Blue Jays lost an extra game. That's how winning percentages work. It sucks. But what can you do? Looking over at the American League Central, the Washington 1904 Senators. Those are the really old ones that are pretending to be the Twins. They're leading the division three and one. Uh, again, I mean, the bottom of the division there is just the 1932 White Sox who went one and four. Nothing really to speak of in there. Again, it's a week into the season. That's going to be the theme of the episode today. Over in the American League West, you have the California Angels who went five and one. And the 1978 Mariners, I don't know why. Somehow they only played three games. They lost all of them. They're really bad. Or as bad as you can say anybody is. Leading the wild card in the American League, you have the 2013 cheating Astros and the 1916 Philadelphia Athletics. Both of them went four and two. There's a lot more detailed stats if you go look at the show notes. There will be even more detailed stats if you actually go look at the website once I get them up. Because I'm going to admit this time I'm getting... The episode put out before I put out all kinds of extra detailed stats, just because I've thought of doing that while I was recording, and I'm not going to waste time trying to get them put up now and try to get it up before the episode because I want to get the episode out. So let's take a look over the National League. Uh, in the East, we have the prime example of why I am not managing or doing anything with any of these teams because my Boston Braves from 1935 went 0 and 5 despite the fact that they have Babe Ruth on their team, maybe because of the fact that they have Babe Ruth on their team, I don't know. They're in last place. <laughs> Leading it is the 1962 New York Mets, who went 4-1. and one. Right behind them are the 1998 Florida Marlins, who went 4-2. and two. And I just realized earlier this morning that since I have transactions and injuries turned off, this team is going to be stacked. Because Out of the Park Baseball has them with Mike Piazza and Gary Sheffield. In a really good pitching staff, and they are going to be stacked. That is going to be a force to be reckoned with. But they're a half game back because they played an extra game and they lost it. Over in the National League Central, we have Carrington Martin's favorite Cincinnati Reds from 1934 leading the division. They went 4-1. and one. They are actually in front of everybody else. We'll see how long this lasts for him. Second place is the St. Louis Cardinals Browns from 1897. I'm so glad that all of the repeat teams are in different divisions. So that's how I can tell what team they're supposed to be. They're tied with the Brewers. Both of them went three and two and the Pittsburgh Alleghenies went two and two for the Cubs put it in last place. If you look over in the National League West, you have the Arizona Diamondbacks from 2004 who what four and one followed real close by the 2012 Colorado Rockies again just like earlier they just played an extra game and happened to lose it so they're only a half game back 
and you have the New York Giants from 1902 all the way down in last place. And no, not the football team, although they suck as well. Leading the wild card, we have the Colorado Rockies. Marlins tied up with them. It's really too early to worry about wild card stuff of anybody. I don't even know why I mentioned it, but it's a thing to be mentioned because it is a thing that exists. We'll worry about that out later. But more importantly, I think, or less importantly even, because we're looking at stats from a week, and that's not really a good thing to judge anything on at all. We have the statistical leaders for the year. Leading all major league in home runs. We have Otto Valise from the Toronto Blue Jays. He had six. Batting average, we have Luis Gonzalez from the Arizona Diamondbacks hitting 571. Cliff Floyd had 16 RBIs. Otto Valise also has an on base percentage of 630. He has a slugging percentage of 1.5. That is means he's getting like a base and a half per at bat. He has an on-base plus slugging of 2.13, which you know makes sense that he's leading that category since he's leading in both of the ones it's comprised of. So far, he has a win above replacement value of 1.3. Obviously, that's going to fluctuate around as players play more. Your average will move around. It'll move his thing around. But he was worth like an extra win and a quarter over the first week over your average player. Edgar Renteria led the league in at bats. He had 29. Nice to see somebody different there. Gary Sheffield led the league in hits with 14. Also led the league in runs with 11. That's insane that he's coming around to score that much compared to how often he's coming up to bat. Todd Dunwoody is leading everybody in doubles. Cliff Floyd is leading everybody in triples because he had two. There's a lot of other people with one, but only he has two. Otto Valise, not surprisingly, is leading in total bases with 30. Lou Brock, very unsurprisingly, is leading the league in stolen bases. I don't expect that to change much at all. He already has five. Carlos Gonzalez is leading the league in caught stealing. Not good for him. He already has three of them. You also have... I should have pulled up names before I did this. You also have Heine Smith and Maury Wills, who also have three. So it's in a little tie there. It's exactly what they want. Nate Colbert of the San Diego Padres is leading in strikeouts from the batting side anyway. Walks, you have Shoeless Joe Jackson with seven. Joe Cassidy is leading in sacrifice hits of all kinds put together. Actually, I got to take that one back. There's a lot of people with two. Extra base hits, big surprise, is Otto Valise. Basically, these stats don't mean anything because it's been a week. 
if you look over at the pitching side of things, it's a lot of the same. You have a lot of people with a zero ERA. Not even going to give you names because it's not worth it. It's just people who happen to not give up a run. You have a lot of people with two wins because they just happen to pitch twice. You have a lot of people with two losses because they just happen to pitch twice. Not really a huge surprise there. Pitching stats, as far as like one per game things, are not going to be good to go for. Frank Tanana, I swear that's his name, is leading the league in innings pitched with 18. He also has two complete games, which you probably could pick up on with the fact that he's pitched 18 innings. But everything else, it's it's just there's not really too much to report. Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins has 22 strikeouts already for the pitching side of things. There's just not, I don't know, I don't want to crap on small sample size, but this is an extremely small sample size. So if there is anything that you want to consistently see in a statistical companion post, I can definitely do that. If there is anything that you definitely don't want to see in a statistical companion post, I can definitely do that. Right now, the plan is to just have the standings, including the wildcard standings, in the main blog post in the show notes so that you can see that. Anything else, it's like, I can do it. I can do whatever y'all want to see because part of this experiment is not just for me to see how everything plays out. Part of it is so that I can look in here and see, hey, this is what people want to see about. So we will get that figured out. But until next time, this has been Fake League Baseball. As the season progresses, we will have more things to actually talk about. Sadly, we won't have transactions and injuries because, again, I turned those off. That's just not something I want to deal with. My prediction right now is that the Marlins are going to start running away with things. Everybody else, I don't know. I don't really see them with... I see them as a team that was really bad for a reason. But this Marlins team was bad because going throughout the year, they started trading everybody off. So I think they're going to end up being pretty good. <laughs>